Hey, Lakeway friends and family, Pastor Mike here with a little bit of midweek motivation for you. Who knows you the best? You know, sometimes I believe that my wife knows me better than I know me. How well do you know yourself? On a scale of 1 to 10, where would you rate yourself on, on how well you know yourself? You know, most people have an intrinsic desire to be known, to have someone in our lives who gets us and they accept us, someone who understands what we think, what we feel, and why we think and feel that way. You know, you hear couples talk about you complete me. It's like that their spouse or their partner, they just know them so well. It's the two become one. And then there's the flip side of this. There's those areas of our deepest yuckiness that we don't want anyone to know. And there's that fear that if people could see deep inside that darkness, if they really knew me, maybe they wouldn't be so accepting of me. Maybe they wouldn't like me. There's a lot to this knowing and being known. You know, the Bible tells us that no one knows us better than the Lord. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Psalm 139 says, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit, you know when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my, on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You know, there's something deeply reassuring and yet deeply disturbing about that all at the same time. The psalmist continues on further down in the psalm. It's David. And he says, how precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them? Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. And the psalmist understood that God's knowledge of us is based in his deep love for us, his desire to be intimate with our very being. And the psalm ends this way. It says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. It's an appeal to be cleansed, to be transformed from the very inside out. God, I want you to know my worries. I want you to know my concerns. I want you to know my dark places. God, would you get in there and you'll shine your light in it. Reveal what needs to be changed. I truly want to be yours, Lord. And that's what transformation is all about. It's about getting closer to God and opening up to God, inviting God to come into the dark places of our lives and bring his light in there. But transformation, it can be a little disheartening. Here's the thing with transformation. Often it gets worse before it gets better. Let me explain. Uh, in my house right now, we're in the process of ripping up our old tile floor in the entry and in the, in the hallway of our house. And that tile, it was there when we bought the house 21 years ago. But over the years, you know, things have been dropped on it. The foundation of the house has moved, general wear and tear. And the tile has become chipped. Some of it is actually cracked all the way through where the foundation has moved. The grout has come loose. In some areas, the grout has come right out. 
And for the longest time, it's like you just put up with it because you're used to it and you might not like it, but you put up with it because the amount of work to change it, it's like, I'd rather just live with it. And then one day you look at it, it's like you've got brand new eyes and you look at it and you think, it's got to go. It looks terrible. I don't want this any longer. And suddenly you think about it differently. You feel about it differently. And it's like, I got to get that out of here. What, what do people think when they walk in here? So we're in the process of putting down wood flooring, but the process is horrible. You know, you, you, at first you, you got to rip up the old tile and that's just noisy and it's dirty and it's dusty. And then you got to scrape the mortar from the floor and it gets even dustier. And when you've done that, you know, you, you, you sweep up and there's dust in the air, you vacuum. And, and, but then the, the floor, the, the surface is not even. So you've got to get a scraper and, and really get at that. And then you've got to fill in all the cracks and all the blemishes in the concrete. You've got to sweep up before you do that, more dust in the air. Then once you've filled all the blemishes, you've got to leave it for a day. Then when that's dried, clean it all again. One final sweep through puts even more dust in the air. My throat is sore right now. And then finally, you can install the new floor. But there's all that work that has to be done. Now, we haven't got that far yet. Right now, the, the tile is up. It's not even, the, the floor is not even filled. It, it's just a dirty, dusty, unfinished concrete floor. It's the worst. It's way worse than when we started. And, and honestly, you know, you, you could, we could give up now, but we want to see it through. It's not there yet, but I'm looking forward to the end product. It's exactly the same with you and I in this transformation process. You know, we ask Jesus to come in and change us. You know, we start to think differently. We say, Jesus, I want you to change us. And he says, okay, I'm in on that. And he begins working on us and he's showing us those old habits, those old thoughts, those old attitudes, those things that need to be changed. And we're kind of gung-ho and we want the change. And like I say, we've come to that point where we feel differently. I don't want to live that way any longer. It's not acceptable to me. But then comes the hard work of change. And it's dirty and it's ugly and it's hard. And you get to a point where it seems it was better the way it was than the way it is now. And here's the strange thing, you're right. Just like my floor was better the way it was than it is now, but it's not finished yet, and neither of you. And that's the thing with this transformation, it gets worse before it gets better, but it does get better. Don't give up and don't give in. Stay at whatever it is that Jesus is telling you to do or not to do. Stay close to your Christian brothers and sisters. They're in the same battle as you are. Stay in the word. Stay in your group. Stay in prayer. Keep on with your devotions. And remember, Christ is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. And hold on to verses like this one. I wore this shirt today. It's got Isaiah 40.31 on it. Um, Isaiah 40.31. Here's the eagle same friend that gave me this gave me this. And it says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll get stronger again. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Stick with Jesus. Stick with the work that Jesus is doing. It might be worse now than when you started, but it will get better. You're not done yet. 
Don't give up. The best is yet to come. Hey, join me in this simple prayer from, from the psalm. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Come into my life, Lord, and shine your light in the darkness and strengthen me for the journey. Amen. Hey, give us a like, give us a thumbs up, subscribe. This Sunday, Mother's Day, we've got baby dedication and we're going to be talking about how to deal with how you feel. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, I love you, Lakeway friends and family. See you on the weekend. Bye-bye.